0: Birds sat on my window, and they told me I don't need to worry. Summer came like cinnamon, so sweet. A little girls double dutch on the concrete. And maybe sometimes we've got it wrong, but it's all right. The more things seem to change, the more we stay the same. You hesitate. Girl, put your on. Tell me your favorite song.
1: Hey, it's your girl Rosie. We're back with another episode of the Rosie Perspective. I have two special guests on with me today. I have Yasaris as well as Alba.
2: Hello. Hey, hey, hey.
1: All right, so Yossiris is an author and blogger, um, and Alba is her life coach, and she is a trauma life coach. So I wanted to speak to these ladies um, on some very important topics, but first I want them both to be able to introduce themselves, let the listeners know who they are, a little bit of background, and how they got started on doing the amazing things that they are doing. So I'll start with you, Yossi, if you could let the listeners know who you are, how you got started.
3: All right, perfect. So as Rosie stated, I go by Yossi. My name is Tosiris. I am a new, very new Christian author. My book should be, well, will be published officially within the next three to four months. So right now we're doing typesetting and just figuring out the cover and all the good stuff. Um, I started with this book just because it's sort of like my journey getting to know Jesus Christ. So it started from about 2015 all the way up to 2020. Um, it is a mission book. So when I say mission book, it's pretty much, I want this book. I'm not making any profit out of this book. So 90% of the book is going to San Jose Children's Research Hospital. And then the rest... Oh, wow, that's of, amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And then the rest of it is going to, um, obviously, my publishing company. So I want to give as much sort of money as I can to this book. And and reason being, like I said, it's more of like, it is a mission book. I want with this book, to at least you know introduce Jesus Christ to somebody, kind of like talk to them about my perspective, how I reached Christianity, because we're not all you know born into being believers, or you know just kind of my journey to that. Um, with that, I actually you know, and I guess Alba can touch a little bit on, about this too, but Alba kind of reached out to me, and you know, and I and I honestly know this was this was all God. But when Abba reached out to me, she reached out to me with the idea of um, or with the with the statement, pretty much a bold statement saying, I am literally switching my um, my what is it? My trauma life or, or my calling in life in a way from teen life coach to trauma life coach. Um, and it was what? to help me, which was
1: oh, wow, that's amazing.
3: beautiful. Right. Which to me was like. God sent because I've been wanting a life coach for a very long time. So when she wait, came did you know life, Alba? I did. I've I've known Alba since I was about eighteen. Oh,
1: um, okay. Okay. Yeah,
3: which is insane. I've known Alba since I was eighteen, but we never really we had a friendship, but not really a friendship. Like I knew who she was, she knew who I was, um, but we never really kept in touch other than social media. So okay. when she reached out to me, I was kind of like, what?
0: <laughs>
3: okay. So did she
1: have any? Like, which you can answer, Alba. But did you have any background on what? Were you very open about your experiences, which kind of led her to contact you and say, Hey, I noticed you going through these things? Or was it just like, Hey, girl, I'm a BLM coach?
3: <laughs> to me, it was like, Hey, girl. I, I don't know what, what she can probably touch on on her perspective on it, but yeah. for me, it was very much like, hey girl um you know and she connected based on what and i think this is why i felt so comfortable because she approached me based on hey i just i just want to connect i saw that you're doing this book and i just want to connect with you and she was an open book like she literally okay yeah she just said hey you know this is what i've gone through and and it just kind of flowed we had a conversation and then she reached out saying um i switched my calling because i'm supposed to work with you as a life coach and i was like (laughs) okay you know, I, I took it... I, it took me back a little bit, but it... I mean, I cried. I, I told out I, mean, I, I bet. I, I, was, I was taken back because I was like, this is God. Like, I literally had just gotten into an argument, too, with my mom, like, the day before. And I was like, this is insane. So, yeah. So then that came along with my blogging. So right after um, she reached out, I, I had this, like, pressure. I was like, you know what? No one knows me as an author. I'm putting out this book. I was like, it's time that I at least... And, and I honestly... Just because of my conversations with her, I felt like you know what I need to put this out there. I need to embrace the journey that I'm about to take on with Alba because I felt it was going to be life changing. Of um, course, and it, it, it and it has been. I mean, I I have been blessed. There's people that reached out to us that have been blessed. Um, so it, it's been incredible, and I'm and I'm super excited for for the rest of you know the journey that we're going to continue to take.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely happy. Uh, your website's pretty new, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So. B- both oh, of you all, oh, I oh, checked yeah. it out. <laughs> both of the websites are very detailed. I like the layout. It's like straight, you know, straight to the point, but it's it's capturing. And then both of your blogs are amazing. You guys are yes. pretty detailed. And I believe both of you all kind of have stories to your your smaller selves or younger selves I should say um for all to see which I think you know is very admiring that you guys are being so vulnerable and putting it out there but I know there's plenty of women that have gone through and reading it I'm sure it is you know letting them know that they're not the only ones um so I think that's amazing and both of your websites are great of course um You're welcome. And Alba, if you want to just give our listeners as well a little background about you, how you got started, as well as your perspective on how the way things played out with you connecting with Yossi. Perfect. Perfect. So
2: I am a certified trauma life coach, and I feel like I have been taking the stepping stones to get to this point for so long, Um, and Josie was just part of the journey. Um, and it, ha- it was just, it really was God sent the way, you know, everything happened in the sense that I felt this, this intuition and this, this compelling, like, desire to connect with her for something that was stronger than me. Um, and one of the things that I've been practicing as of recently is surrendering. And I was able to surrender to this, this, this urge, this, this compelling nature to just connect with her. And even though I had everything all set, listen, my website was done. My logo was done. I was going to be a teen life coach, Alba Soto TLC. It was going to be teen life coach. And I, I just was was ready to, to just launch this. And when I spoke to her, God was like, no, no, you're not. You're going to work with single mothers because that is where I need you to be. And I was really honored that Josie was, you know, excited and as eager as I was to just embark on this journey because it really was just, a, just me going on a whim, you know, going yeah. on, a hunt, on a hunt of like just connect with her and see what happens and go with the flow so it really has been an amazing amazing experience um, so there's that mm-hmm. and yeah sophie and i have known each other for quite some time but we're we're like what you would consider like social media friends where yeah we up all have now we can you know really <laughs> like give each other high fives from afar you know the likes here and there and things like that and just really admiration for the work that we're doing but i just feel like in life what we how we show up on social media is very much um, how we want others to see us yeah and then who we are on the inside is something a lot deeper than that so I was excited to just continue to go on that journey to get to know Josie on a, on a deeper level and it has been absolutely amazing has been- that's great
1: how long have you um, have you how long have you been a certified trauma life coach?
2: so I have been a certified like I got my certification probably about a few months ago. And okay. what happened was, is that I realized that I have been supporting people on their journey for a very long time, just unofficially. Yeah. And what happened was is that um, I, about a, about a year ago, I realized that it was my calling to share my healing journey with other people. And part of that was having some quiet space by myself and recognizing that, the person that i had on the inside that voice telling me that i wasn't good enough that voice telling me that i was undeserving that voice telling you know to just shut up and sit down i um i decided to fight that voice and i decided to 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 figure out where was this voice coming from and how can i embark on this healing journey and in doing so i decided that i wanted to just share that liberation with others because i was always a wealth of knowledge in terms of supporting others on their journey but yeah. I, I was
1: running away from my own in trying. Which is but usually how it kind of goes sometimes. Yeah. You always want to help other people, but you kind of ignore what's going on internally. But exactly. that's great that you did take the time to actually say, hold on, I, I got to fix me as well. You know, it's great to help other people, but, you know, helping yeah. yourself is definitely just as important.
2: And when I first decided to do that, it was a situation in which that's when I began on my journey of surrendering, right? And really taking the time not only to pray, but to meditate. And meditating was just letting God respond, right? Because before I used to always want to have all the answers and just be on this like fast track to success. And um, in surrendering, everything just became very clear. And during COVID and, and, and being home and and just really, really just increase, like improving my relationship with God, I decided that if I were on my deathbed, if it were a situation in which I was on a ventilator and God came to me and said, did you do what you were called here to do? Mm -hmm. What would my response be? And I I would be like, "Um, I was waiting on next month and Mm -hmm. next year and another time to be able to do that because every time I kept getting called to do something, I said, not now, not now. So I said, you know what? There's no better time, but now. And I absolutely right. I made a promise that I was just going to, I was going to do what I was called to do or I was going to die trying. And that's when I decided to have the courage to be like, you know what? I'm i I'm going to invest in myself and I'm going to invest in this business because I know that this is what I was called here to do. And ever since then, like God has not let me down because it's been it's, it's been flowing it's been flowing in a way that
1: it has been very miraculous I couldn't
2: have planned planned this it's been it's been great
1: that's amazing I'm happy to hear that and being a trauma life coach you know so many people go through different types of trauma that you know you're always going to be needed it's never going to stop because life doesn't mm-hmm. stop so having you you know take it serious and take on other people and try to help them heal as you did yourself. I think that's amazing because a lot of people struggle to do it with themselves. So the fact that you're able to help others, um, I think is really great. Thank you. All right. And so I wanted to get into a little bit, um, see, um, on your website, you have posted or you have posted, two uh, blogs if i'm not mistaken um dear life coach i am damaged goods series yep. week one and two
3: yes yes
1: so if you don't mind going into um a little bit about one what you blogged about as well as i guess how you got um i guess your words together or uh, the background to write their blogs the way that you did with that ex- with as much detail as you did because it's very detailed and it I is. was reading it and I was <laughs> it touched my heart I was just like oh my god you know I was just reading it and um I think I think it like I told you I think it's amazing that you have put it out there for people to see the rawness the realness and your emotion so yeah. just if you don't mind giving the listeners a little background about um, your blogs
3: no no problem so um all right, so like and you're gonna have to excuse me because I am a crybaby and I get very emotional sometimes. It's okay. And Alba okay. knows this at this point, and you know, we've like I've told her, stop it, stop making me cry. But um so and this is this is like this has been quite the emotional journey for me. So with this blog and with this journey with Alba, like I said, it kind of started with her reaching out and then I had the idea of saying, you know what, I want to blog every single emotion with her so I meet with her once a week and I meet with her on Friday so what I've been doing is I said you know what I am a new writer no one knows who I am I I have this Christian book that is a mission book and I you know and then I have a second book coming out which is called Directions which is literally my entire trauma my entire life in a way Um, but I wanted to put reflections first and then with the blog I said because people don't know me as a writer I need to give them raw I want them to know the real you'll see like I got sick and tired I think Alba kind of like sparked a fire in me to the point where I was like I'm done hiding behind the shield of you know just a face you know just an image or or you know I I I was looking at my social media and I said I put out this very put together image which is who not who I am not you know what I mean I I don't have it all figured out and I don't have it all you know, settled. So I was like, I-, I need to give the real Yossi rather people like me or not. You're going to get the real one. Right. So because I, I met, I meet with her once a week on Fridays, I was like, I am going to write it right after I meet with her. So the way it's, it's, it's coming out. It's what, what people are going to read. You're going to read my entire emotions on that. Whatever, whatever I'll applaud out of me is what you get. So wow, she had okay. some, I think that's yeah, a great she, way to put it because it's
1: so raw right, And, and just I just that's, that's
3: right. Great. I think that's, Exactly, I, I didn't want like this. Is the thing too? I was like, if I wait a week, then I'm going to. I know me, right? So I'm gonna make it pretty. Yeah, I'm you're gonna water try to like, down, in, of
1: course. Yeah, right.
3: I'm gonna be like, mm, let me not put that out there. People might not like that. I, I don't want people to look at me, and I don't want you know my dating life to get affected. Like you start to 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 think certain things. So I was like, I'm, I don't want to think about it. I was like, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna be me, and and rather someone appreciates it or not, it's on them. So Alba had sent me this video. Um, about this sort of this young pastor and it was called um it was a uh, i am damaged goods and i had seen this video before and i and i watched it and i kind of got very like emotional because it related to me i was like this is this is how it is like he gave this analogy of a box right and he was like you know he showed this box and he was like if you see it all dolled up you see it all wrapped up with a little nice bow and that's what people like but then you start beating on this box right you start ripping it apart you start drilling on it and all of a sudden, it looks really ugly. But what's inside that box is still valuable. And Absolutely. that's kind of the person. You know what I mean? Like us mm-hmm. as a person, we can dress up really pretty, right? And, 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 and people can beat us up and beat us up and beat us up. And we might look horrible in the outside. But within, we're still valuable to God and to the world, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to name this. That was like my title. I was like, I'm going to name this Dear Life Coach Damaged Goods now reason being i'm better i'm better at writing than i am at speaking right so i'm not very good with putting out my emotions to people like i don't trust very easily okay um, I I alba, yeah Cal, alba has discovered this i think i i have a hard time with like you know just pouring my heart out and feeling like i'm safe in a way so i was like you know what i'm going to write to her what i can't say to her you know what i mean like although we have these conversations and she's really good with you know, pulling these things out of me. I want her to know why I'm this way. Um, and, and I said it and I did it this way. Cause I was like, this is going to be written to her, but is going to be presented to the world. Oh, okay. okay. Just her. Right. So that was dear life coach, which is her. I am damaged goods. Um, so the first blog, I think, you know, and again, this was right after I met with her. And you know, she was talking about forgiveness and, and you know, this is our first meeting and she was like, kind of trying to figure out, you know, where I was. And she was like, you know, where do you lack? Where, what, what is your, where do you feel like you're you kind of like not really good at, right? And and she made it like a scale from one through 10. um, And that kind of made me realize, I was like, I, have, I am a very, you know, I, I'm stuck in my emotions, right? I'm very stuck there. I'm very stuck where, where I'm sort of like, you know, hindering and not forgiving and and you know just hindering myself it's more of like not forgiving myself so i wanted to kind of present to her why i'm stuck in a way so i you know kind of give you a little bit of my backstory i have been molested from the age of four probably all the way to like 13 by different people um unbeknownst to my mom and then some that I felt like she should have known because it was there. May I
1: ask a quick question?
3: Yeah, go for it.
1: So from 14 to, I mean, I'm sorry, from four to 13, were Mm -hmm. all these people, uh, folks that either your mom knew or people that were let into your home?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So four years old, um, this was someone that was working at um, my family's home and my parents weren't there uh they were at that point in the united states i was in the dominican republic so that's right when you know they had come they left me when i was about a year old so i was in the dominican Republic up to like about up to four and then right after that happened i ended up coming to the u.s so when i came to the u.s it was um at that point i thought you know happy-go-lucky i have this great life my father and my mother together and then he started to beat on her once he left she started to um, she decided to bring different people into the home so we lived in a basement Um, and so in order for her to kind of like you know if you live in the Bronx and you're a single mom she has she's and this is because I want to make sure I don't I don't I don't put this out there I love my mom and I am very much forgiving of my mom and I understand that she did what was right I don't think she purposely wanted me to get abused in any you know Way, shape, or form. I think my my form of not being able to address this with her, or forgive her, or blame her, was kind of my own being stuck in a way, right? So after that happened, she kind of like you know just had different people coming in to help her just pay bills because my father had left. She was trying to figure it all out, and around this time, you know, it was just multiple people. I I I, I don't know what my life is like as a kid without being abused. That makes sense, wow. you know. And then, which which is horrible, right? And then, it is
1: absolutely horrible.
3: And then I had to see, you know, my sister kind of get raped, and that was the second post, um the second week, and that that's where I wanted Alba to understand why I couldn't forgive myself because I said, you know, yeah, I spoke about my abuse and I and I figured she's probably like, "Okay, well that you were four, you'll see like that's okay, you know. You need to forgive that. But then I'm like, wait a second, that's not it. You know, I have been abused up and at that point, I was already six years into my abuse. That's how I felt, and I was like, I have, I am a veteran at this point. And I mean,
1: honestly, and comes- I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, no, the no, fact, you know, and I use, I know you use the word veteran, but overall, like this whole situation is very sad and unfortunate. You know, oh, because God. as as yeah. a child you envision you know playing and barbies and all this happy stuff and your parents are there to protect you and no one's going to do anything so the fact that you know four is a very young age and for you to be 10 and at by that point you're kind of used to it is is it makes me sad like that's heartbreaking you know
3: it is as as a mother i couldn't imagine that ever happening to my child ever and i would you know and and I you think I think about it now as an adult and, and I am sick to my stomach. Um, it, it it does, you know, and it, it does it, it explains who I became as a person and, and why I went through so much because I didn't know how to get that out of me. You know, I I didn't know how to express it because when you're that young experiencing that, you don't know what's right or wrong. Right? You you kind of you start to think like, well, this is it. This is you know, I, I I even started to think, which is kind of sad to think about. I even looked at it like I I this was part of my job. You know, I had to oh, do this. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely Which is not. horrible. Right. Which is horrible. I, is I started horrible. to think like this is part of my job. My mom has to work three jobs and I have to keep my mouth shut so these people can help her pay the bills. That and is, that is that is devastating. Like, right. You know, so. I, it, it took years. It took years. It took you know just me, and I think God. Honestly, I don't think God changed my life. God. God gave me. God filled up the void that I had within to say, you know what, that wasn't okay, and that and that is not something you should have experienced. But again, I don't want it to be something that one keeps me hostage or in bondage. Yeah. And I and I don't want this to be also. Where if I can save somebody's life, or if I can, you know, in some way, shape, or form, prevent it from happening to somebody else, I will. And that's honestly the only reason I said, "I'm done. I'm done being silent, and I'm going to speak up." And I'm you know? sure, Especially since you have,
1: got, you've probably gotten a lot of women that's like, "Oh my god!" Like I have, so and brave. I have,
3: and I, yeah, and I've gotten a lot of backlash. I think really? more from I have, which which I wasn't expect. I I. I don't know one side of me was expecting more support i think from loved ones and it was it was uh, like people love to keep a family image a lot of and course I think, yeah you know, that's and i understand where everybody's in shock but it still bothers me that it's like you know there was a there was a, a child who was abused there was another child with mental illness who was not protected and was also abused and everybody kept that silent and me as a person, I just don't think that's okay. I, I I, can't understand how this is, this is not something that people said, you know what? And 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 again, I, I want to make this very known. I understand where everybody's, as an adult, where where they might've been like, you know what? With my sister especially, where it's like, okay, well, this is another, you know, teenager that raped her and, and, and we have to figure out how to, how to. i I can understand where they were like troubled by it i just can't understand where it was like where do we not see that we should have protected the innocent
1: wait so are are they saying that what are they saying in regards to your sister with the disabilities that was raped are they not making it seem like it's a big deal because it was a teenager
3: no they are they are acknowledging what occurred i think to them it's more of like we were trying to protect um just everybody involved and which is fine but again you fail to protect me you fail to protect my sister and you fail to protect my mom you know no, my is your sister mom,
1: younger or older than you sorry
3: she's older okay she's older so I've been pretty much taking care of my sister since god knows what I'm I am, I'm pretty much like her dad in a way um but so with my and I and with my mom I kind of you know I kind of I want to put it in a way where people understand this is a woman who had no help, still has no help, right? Had no help, was raising a kid, raising two kids, one with mental illness, got beat, left by her husband, and did not necessarily understand what was going on. Her ignorance and her blind eye to what was happening with me was just kind of like, she just, you know, to her, it just... She didn't view people as, you can't be a pervert. You, you wouldn't look at my children like a pervert. If you're hugging my daughter or if she's on your lap or if she's doing, or you have her in your bed. Like, I don't know. I just don't understand where, and I had this conversation with her. I said, I am my mom. Like if I see a man grab my child and put my child in their lap or take them with her to their bedroom, we're going to have a problem. Absolutely. A major I'm going to jail, you know? So I was like, if a man comes in and says, hey, try this bathing suit. And my mom says, yeah, try the bathing suit on in front of this man. I'm going to have a like, that's what I told. her. I was like, that's where I, I wanted her to defend me. Okay, and I understandably. Like, mm. Right. And she she just didn't see it as, you know, she was like, "I'm," you know. And we had this conversation where she felt like she failed. But at the same time, she just didn't know. She was like, I didn't look at it that way. And that that part, I can't be uh, totally upset with her about. And I understand her ignorance. At the same time, I just don't agree with how she handled the situation. And then when it came to my sister, um, I'm mad. More, I'm more upset with my family because I felt like you guys continue to turn your back on my mom. When why would you tell a mother to shut up? You know, don't say a word, or just let's just pretend like this never happened. To protect the family. Where was Yeah, protect-
1: why protecting? No, I understand. Why protect? You know
3: what I'm saying? Where was where was her? Where was where was where was the idea of like, you know what? I'm sorry this happened to you, sister. Let's figure this out. We we're gonna have to hold this person accountable for what they did. Because I know, and I told my some of my aunts this, I was like, if this was your children, you would have you would have said something. You would have wanted something to be done. But because it's my sister and to them oh she's meant she has mental illness she might not understand yes she does yes she does she's an innocent person who did who had who who, who that should have never happened. to absolutely right regardless if it was a teenager or not that should have never happened and I shouldn't have to witness that so I think you know that that's where I kind of was you know I, I put these blogs out there my family was kind of taken back some of them honestly didn't know Um, To the extreme of everything that we were going through. Because again, it was pretty much me, my mom, and my sister against the world. That's kind of how it's always been. It's Uh, bad
1: enough that you guys had to experience this. But now that you're putting it out there and to still get
3: backlash. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I I reached out. What was it, yesterday, Alba? I reached out to Mm -hmm. Alba yesterday. Like, literally saying to her, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, like, I was was borderline ready to just stop the vlog. Stop the whole thing. Out of respect to my mom because I felt like, you know, they, they're not reaching out to me. They're reaching out to her. And I, you know, and that upset me because I said, I'm, I'm a 33 year old woman. Like, you know, I, I, I knew what I was doing and I'm ready. Like I am at this point where the fire is, is sparked. I do not want to fight anybody. I don't want to argue with anybody. You just want to tell your story. I, I just simply said, this is what happened. Whether you want to accept it or not, that's okay with me. I, I'm okay with people not accepting What I'm not okay with is people coming, telling my mom, tell me to stop. Don't tell me to, don't tell my mom to tell me to stop. You tell me to stop. Let me answer you. You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now where it's like, if, if you don't like what I have to say, come address me about it. And then we can have that conversation as adults, you know, but don't stress my mother out because every single day she's still watching her, her daughter have seizures every single day. And my mom doesn't know the day my sister is not gonna have a seizure anymore. So when you're constantly stressing her out, I know, and she's all getting stressed out, and no one's saying, you know, I, I've yet, I told you, I have yet to hear someone call my mom saying, hey, let me give you a break, let me, let me, let me take Rosa for a week so you can just get a break. But they'll definitely call her for, you know, hey, tell your daughter not to do this. No, that's not. yeah, that's
1: that's ridiculous. You know? it, it's your, it's a part of your journey on you becoming the woman yeah. that you are. It's not made up. So who it's exactly not- are we protecting? And that's why things like this, I believe, continue to happen because it's all hush hush, you know, which you know, I'm Haitian. I know you said you're Dominican. Um, how yep. are you, Alba? Are you Dominican? I'm Dominican too. To? Yeah. And we know, you know, with with, with our, you know, ethnicities, nationalities, things Dominican like
3: Dominican to- Haitians are Dominicans.
1: <laughs> Correct. And and the these things tend to get kept you know let's sweep it under the rug everybody in the family knows but nobody wants to talk about it out loud because it's like no then it's not gonna make us look good therefore children that are growing up because you know you procreate more children are coming and these things are happening where a mother and a daughter can both share the same experience by the same person because it had not been outed a long time ago that i think that's absolutely ridiculous if they had stopped it when it happened to the mom the daughter would never have experienced it but no it just continues to happen which is very unfortunate
3: and the misinformation you know this is this is so badly why i wanted alba to to address it because even the misinformation that's out there there's people that you know won't even know that they were abused because you know to them to to if if you're haitian or dominican or, or even any any hispanic Caribbean or just anywhere in the world most people look at abuse as sexual penetration Right or or that's what they consider rape or that's what actually they won't consider you know if someone is groping you if someone is touching you incorrectly if someone is is seducing you kissing you you know if, if you feel that the person is aroused with you that's sexual abuse you're right that is that is very much sexual abuse but for some reason that's not classified you know that's not you know if if a, if a man looks at a child. With desire, with sexual desire, that is abuse. Absolutely, that, that is very much abuse. Like, I, I don't understand where that. Like, I, I think it took me, truthfully, to becoming a mom for me to be like, I, I, I need to educate myself. I need to, you know, really like hound out to how to speak to my daughter and and make sure that she doesn't ever feel like she needs to fear telling me something because of that type of misinformation know what i mean yeah
1: no i know what you mean absolutely i definitely know what you mean and i thank you for sharing you know as much as you did and as much as you have on your blog for people to get a better understanding of you know what you've gone through and alba i know you also have a couple blogs on your website uh looks like the first one you titled memory of my sexual trauma
2: yes yes do you, yes, yes do you I mind actually, going
1: into that a little bit for the listeners I actually want to read it to the listeners. Okay, yes, great. I
2: think that this is much better um, when I say it than what it is read. Um, So here it goes. I heard laughter and adult conversations in the living room. I had no idea who had come over to visit. And I knew better than to insert myself into adult conversations. Then my father called me into the room and he says, come greet your uncle. He just came in from Dominican Republic. So I went in with my happy-go-lucky self, and he gave me this sly smile. And with this sly smile, he impregnated me with guilt as my body remembered what he had done to me. At this time, I did not remember the details of my molestation and what had happened to me or what it even meant. My body tensed up and I looked down at the floor in shame, but no one seemed to notice. My father said, what are you waiting for? Aren't you gonna say hello to your uncle? My dad spoke to me in Spanish when he, and I knew that when he said "Saludalo, greet him, he meant that I had to open up my arms and hug him and give him a kiss on the cheek and say bendición tío. Bendición tío is a term of respect and endearment. Its exact translation is blessings uncle. And this is something that us Dominicans traditionally say at greetings and farewells. At that very moment, I felt naked and exposed to everyone in the room. So I walked away at my first opportunity with hopes to get rid of this knot that I felt in my stomach and this filth that took over my body. I was nine years old at the time, and for the past four years, I had forgotten what had happened to me. That night, I struggled to fall asleep, and when I eventually did, I began to have flashbacks. I was in the bathroom at my grandmother's house with him, and there he was with that sly smile again and that look of desire. Picture. Picture picture i woke up from my sleep and i was relieved to know that i was in the bed by myself my heart was racing and i was tingling with desire i laid there confused but mostly ashamed i asked myself how could i think such provocative thoughts and what was this tingling feeling that i felt in between my legs i tried to make sense of it and my egoic mind i just knew that it was my fault and that i had attracted this and for this i was guilty from that day forward, I knew that everyone, that everyone could see me guilty for doing unthinkable acts, and even worse, with a family member. I was completely out of control as I allowed my thoughts to possess me, and every day when I got dressed, I wore my guilt like it was never going out of style.
1: Well. Yeah. <laughs> That's powerful. Oh, I know. I definitely read that. And I read it and I read it and I reread it because it was just, you know, the way you you put it and for you to be as young as you were as well and have to put on this front as if nothing was happening. And okay, so I wanted to ask a question, but I guess I'll ask in a second. But you're nine years old and you have to say hi to this person which you know because that's how we are oh come say hi give them a kiss give them a hug I remember having to do all that as a kid which now that I'm an adult I mean hello everyone gets a hello for me I I don't know I just feel like I don't want to go through that um doing all that kissing and stuff and I didn't think anything of it as you guys did it as a child because that's what you're raised on your parents are like hey say hi give your uncle a kiss or whatever and then now you you hear so many stories on things that transpired for other young girls and, and for you all yourselves and it's just like it starts off so simple where you think, Oh, it's no big deal, I'm gonna give my uncle a hug or a kiss or whoever this person is, and then to know that they, you know, have these disgusting thoughts and they prey on such young children and you can't say anything to anybody because you're a child and they may not believe you. So I did wanna ask you both. I'll start with you, Alba. Did you I want to know, at uh, what age, I guess, did you tell your mom?
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I was a grown woman.
1: That's when I. That so was. you didn't tell her your whole childhood? No. no. Now, was it, because I've heard, you know, I've seen in movies, I've heard as well. Did you ever get the, well, if you tell, you'll get in trouble? Oh, yeah. They so, always do that. Wow. Well. Yeah. And did I you get, get that problem. as well, Yossi? Um, for me it was more of a
3: manipulation like I you know I I always heard from my mom but not specifically because of sexual incident it was always like you know if she would leave us home alone she'd say hey don't don't tell anybody or don't do anything bad because the government is going to take you and your sister so in my head I always had the idea of if I say anything or if you know if I do anything I'm not going to be with my mom and my sister so it was that type of um, of
1: which is equally as bad yeah yeah when that's all you have and that's all you know your mom and your sister so for someone to even threaten to take you away from the two most important people in your life that's you know that's 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 terrible Mm -hmm. yeah so the thing is is that um i think
2: similar challenges with culture um and I think that it's important to also understand that sexual assault knows no culture, knows no bounds. There's like, I I actually just came out of a summit. It's a um, coalition to end sexual exploitation, and it was absolutely amazing to see 19,000 people coming together for a cause to end sexual violence against everyone. Right. So it's 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 very much something that impacts so many people to the point where I'm finally, you know, feeling this, this level of, of just peace for being where I am right now, to be able to be a part of the change that I wanna see in the world, as opposed to sitting around and, and just wanting things to be better. So I feel, I feel very fortunate and very blessed to be able to be in this, in this space, to be able to, to share what I've learned. Um, and support others in their journey. So, so it's it's very exciting. Um, but I think culturally, one of the things that I wanted to highlight here is the fact that there's that that tradition, right? And this tradition is not trauma informed. So when you have somebody who has been sexually assaulted, and you're exposing them to their abuser in a way that they have to look at them, they have to smile in their face, they have to like be in their in their presence in their embrace and 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 I can only imagine not I can only imagine like the gratification that an kind abuser of would get knowing that I get to have you this close in a way that it's it's just so it's disturbing it's it disgusting. is disturbing it is sick and I think that if people were to to acknowledge and recognize just how um difficult it is not just for the person who who is involved but it's just it's, it's just it's all around wrong so I really wanted to, to emphasize that in this in hopes to be able to shift the perspective in terms of tradition and what is considered normal can wake up and say you know what
1: if you don't feel comfortable you do what feels comfortable to you absolutely I completely agree with you if it doesn't feel comfortable then you don't know, you absolutely should do exactly what you said you do what's comfortable for you sometimes I feel like you know it's it's probably that awkward like okay well it doesn't feel comfortable and I'm sure people are like "Well, am I tripping was that really you know like am I making a big deal out of it you know because a lot of women I've seen you know on social media I've seen posting certain things will happen years ago and someone will post it and they're like at the time I didn't think that it would would be considered rape or whatever the case is because a lot of people think if it's not sexual intercourse then you know it's no big deal or whatever the case is so i think now that more women are becoming more open and talking about it it allows other people that may have gone through similar experiences to realize like okay yeah we didn't have sex but this was not okay exactly yeah. so yeah, and I, have- I
3: think the i think the me too movement had a lot to do with that too Yeah, once once the movement came out, I think a lot of women felt ready and felt empowered and said, you know what, I didn't know this was that and, and, and this happened to me and I'm ready to, you know, not let it be victimizing. You know what I mean? So that's very powerful. I actually want to take a
2: minute to just kind of explain a little bit about trauma and the trauma response and, and to kind of shed a little bit of light because Wow! I really, really, really have enjoyed um, reading Josie's post, and it, it has made me cry. It Has made me cry. Oh, I can, I can uh-huh. see why. I really wish that I, I really wish I could respond to to her to her post because it's just, it's almost like it's only half of the story. So, okay, so well, don't, don't do
3: that. You want me to cry? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so oh, I, I wanted
3: that. to kind of. I'm halfway. a thug, you <laughs>
2: Listen, listen, we
1: all we got we all got a little bit of thug in us, right? But before you start, Alba, I wanna I wanna okay. ask a quick question based on something Yossi said that we talked about for two seconds, which was the sitting on lap at, for little girls. Mm. And I know for myself, now that I think back as a kid, I'm I believe I had. It's like, oh he's here, whatever, I would go sit down, no big deal, or whatever the case is. What would you say, I guess, to... I mean, obviously everyone has the right to feel the way that they feel, but to moms that are either new moms or moms of daughters, as well as boys, because, you know, things happen with little boys too. I'm a mom of a boy. um, So I definitely ask him a bunch of questions to make sure, because oftentimes boys are also forgotten. So I ask him and sometimes he's like, mom, I would tell you, mom, and I ask because I'm like, I just need you to know, I need to know if anything is happening, even if you don't. So I definitely have that talk with my boy. I remember I had asked a guy a while ago, um, if he has these talks with his kids and he's like no i'm not gonna have these talks and i'm like why don't you think they're necessary like because you mm-hmm. hope that it doesn't happen and he's like no i just think it's too much and i'm like well you definitely need to talk about it to your daughter as well yeah
3: i'm like
1: and he, he was like okay well maybe eventually i'll talk to my daughter i said what about your son and he kind of like okay well and i'm like for you to not think that you need to also talk about this type of stuff with your son that so I don't know if later on in life you know he will or when his son gets older or if he'll listen to anything I said but I think that's also important but the sitting on laps thing what would you say I guess to the moms that have daughters that have little girls about the sitting on laps I'll start with you Alba
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) so the thing is is that I, I just I just don't think that that level of, of closeness is appropriate. And I think that being a person who has experienced sexual trauma, where more our, our, our sensitivity and our awareness to it is, is more so um, heightened to a point where it's, it's borderline, borderline toxic. And what I mean by borderline toxic is that we then become a little bit overprotective of our children and we hypersexualize them at a young age before they're even thinking about it in a sense that we then could could um it's 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 almost like the generational curse that just continues because of the healing hasn't occurred therefore you're passing on that fear of and you're still kind of putting that energy out there into the atmosphere so i think it's important for for us to heal so that we can heal for seven generations to come as opposed to being that stuck you know, be in that. And then, and then we're just kind of vibrating on the, on the energy of fear. So while I don't think that's appropriate, not just from my own personal experience. Um, and I have a daughter, my daughter, she is the type of person. She'll see you. She'll jump on you. Luckily she's too heavy now to jump on people. <laughs> Cause I was trying to tell her, girl, if you don't stop jumping on these people, you don't even know that. You know? So, so, so it's a, it's, it's hard to decipher, um, what is normal because what is in a person like me um what I gauge as 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 a kind of like I'm I'm a little bit you know distorted no I understand what you mean now that you say it that way so based on what I experience I see life totally different um and I think that it's it's a gift and a curse So it's a gift in the sense that I will have that heightened awareness and I'll be like, hey, you know, I I wouldn't allow something like that. But at the same time, it's a curse in the sense that my daughter at a very young age, I'm already looking at her. How would a guy look at her wearing these clothes? Right. Yeah. And is that something that I should put into the psyche and into the atmosphere? I'm already trying to, you know, control all of these, you know, factors that could potentially hurt my child you know yeah and and that's that's where i just think that the healing is so important because we don't even realize what we're doing because all of it is part of a defense mechanism so because this has served us in terms of like how to survive then I, i just it's it's difficult to to be able to undo some of these some of these coping skills that we have and these ways that we survive
1: all right, and before I ask you the same question, Yossi, I just wanted to add a part two to the question uh, because I've also yeah. seen it talked about. And it's also the matter of grown men, your mom's friend, your dad's friend, or, you know, referring to little children as, oh, that's my little girlfriend, or older women referring to little boys as, that's my little boyfriend. Do, I guess, do you have any feelings about that? Because I remember being younger my mom's friends they would come over and it was two of them and one would be like they'd be like that's my little girlfriend that's my little girlfriend it was all jokes and and nothing ever transpired um they never touched me or anything of the sort but now that and i'm not gonna front at some point and i think i know i was under 10 when this was occurring it went on for years again nothing ever happened but they kept this that's my little girlfriend that's my but it made me uncomfortable because every time they came over, I wanted to avoid them. And it's not because they were doing anything, but I think it was just, why are you calling me a girlfriend? Like, you're a grown-ass man. I don't want to be anybody's girlfriend. But it was like a continued family, like, oh, no big deal. They're just joking. So do you have any thoughts on that? I know I've seen more people now talk about how they feel it's so much more inappropriate than they did when they were younger. Um, if you could touch on that real quick, Alba, and then I'll ask you the same cl- questions, Yossi.
3: Okay. <sighs>
2: That's such a loaded question, girl. That is such a loaded question.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I think that it's important to look out for signs of a person being uncomfortable okay. and to hit that in the butt because it's not about what the person in, the person's intentions are, it's how the message is received. And I think that, you know, let's let's correlate it to to workplace sexual harassment right okay somebody can say something to you and they could be quote unquote joking or whatever and the way that they say it doesn't matter it's about how they made you feel so I just think as a parent it's important to know your child and to recognize those signs that your child is uncomfortable and to to nip that in the butt so that your child knows that they are protected so that your child knows that you're there for them Um, and and most of the times they won't they won't
1: speak up, but you'll you will you will be able to tell um, with their body language and, and how they interact. Okay. All right, and Yossi, the first part was about the sitting on the lap as a child, and then as well as what you think about the little girlfriend, little boyfriend statements from adults.
3: Um, so with the sitting on the lap, I do not allow it. I don't like it. I just think it's you know, and I think again from what Alba stated is more because of my experience. And I think my experience plus the fact that I just never liked it. So I, what I did was with my family members, anybody that was interacting with Jalen, I made sure people understood that. Like for me, I had these conversations with my mom. I had a conversation with her dad. I had the conversation with his mom. And I literally said, I do not want to see Jalen on top of anybody's legs. I don't care if it's her dad. I don't care, you know, with her dad. Mm Mm-hmm. She does hug him and she kind of, you know, but I'm, I'm very picky with that stuff. And again, it's because of my experience. So I won't allow her to do that. And she's never done it. But I've also made sort of like, you know, and I think Aba also pointed this out to me. I overcompensated and I overprotected my child because of my own fears. No, so I understand. I, it's
1: kind of hard for you guys not to.
3: Yeah. So I, I think in, in a sort, I kind of did a little bit of damage in a way with my child because Jalen is very fearful of a lot of things right she she's she's very fearful of, of even being alone and doing a lot of things but because i've always been kind of very overprotective and very like i i don't you know i don't allow her to sleep in people's houses like i'm very very picky when it comes to my child so then when uh she was about 10 i started talking to her about um stds and and sex and and pregnancy and the whole nine and and people's intent you know women versus men like i kind of introduced that because i said to Jalen i said i don't want you to hear this from social media i don't want you to hear it like i did or from anywhere from you know not social media but tv or you know teachers or anything like that I, i wanted to have that conversation with her so after i think i had that conversation with her she understood why I don't allow her to be you know on uncle's laps or, or doing you know just even with pictures like I don't I like the only thing that as a respect I always did was Jalen you know son tío, son you know, give them a hug and, and acknowledge them as a person but never feel comfortable enough or you're you know on their laps or doing the most you know what I mean and even if she jumped on or got too excited I was always like, you know, they knew, they knew, I think most most people in my family at that kind of, that were around Jalen did respect my wishes when it came to like, not putting her, like I, I made it very vocal. So I think that part, um, I, I just don't agree with it, but I think to each his own, every parent, you know, I will never tell another parent what to do or what not to do, I think. Use your better judgment, yeah. you know, the people that are, that are around you. I just, unfortunately, because of my experiences, I'm very much, you know I, i'm against it you know um when it comes to the second question about um using the little girlfriend my little boyfriend so again i based this on experience i don't like it either because when i was 12 um this is another guy that was that that was you know this man was um living in my mom's apartment he was renting a room and from the day i met him he would always say that I was his girlfriend, but I was his little girlfriend and I was so pretty. And, you know, he was like proud of me or whatever. And, and, and he was doing things to me. So to me, it was like, uh, who are you? You know, why are you doing these things? Um, when I turned 15, he declared his love for me. Wow. And he said, I told you, you were my little girlfriend.
1: My goodness Um, gracious. Yeah. So he would,
3: yes. So he would literally call me, um call my mom and tell my mom put her on the phone and he would not stop harassing me so I I don't like the terminology either I don't you know again it I think for me everybody kind of respects where I come from when it comes to my child and not using I don't use that language with other people's kids I don't like it used online um and again based on my experiences you know so my answer is I'm against it, but I, I don't. You know, I kind of tell parents, you you figure out what's best for your child. I think for me, it's just not. It's it's not appropriate. Like adults, I think especially now where you know you, you just don't know. You just yeah. don't know who a person is and and what they're capable and things are now more open than they were before. Kids are on social media more. They're 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 learning things a little quicker. Like there's just so much more dynamic to now that I'm just like, I'm not comfortable, you know? So
1: it, it, it's just me. All right. No, I completely understand. You're right. Everyone obviously has the right to do what they please with their child, but you know, everyone feels differently about it based on experiences. Um, okay. So you wanted to um, get into your stuff, Alba, which is great. I don't know if you planned on it, but I guess if you can throw in there as well, um, I guess... Some things about dating now as an adult, um, since you've experienced sexual trauma. And then, if you want to chime in as well, you'll see just because obviously that has lingering effects that go into your adulthood. But you can do your thing. And if you could throw that in there somewhere.
2: Okay. Perfect. So the thing about trauma is, 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 that there's an external response. It's like something that happens to you, and because in that moment you're not able to process the trauma, you end up disassociating. So, so you end up. It's it's what happens is either a fight or flight response, and. Um, especially with ongoing trauma. So when it's not just an acute trauma that happens once it's chronic it ends up happening, you know, over time you become desensitized to it. And what happens is, is as you grow older, your mind ends up repressing this memory. Um, and it doesn't just repress the, the, the negative memory. Some people just forget their whole childhood altogether. Um, so they just end up blocking years of their life and not remembering. And then as time goes on, um, the memories start to come back, and this is a defense mechanism that the brain has, and it's just like it's actually pretty, pretty amazing how the brain has the ability to do that. But it's still a situation in which then you end up having a triggered response. The triggered response is just like a like a bad dream, or a nightmare that just continues to haunt you over time and time and time again. And the thing is, is that if you don't go through the portal or the pathway of that dark tunnel through your trauma, then you don't end up like it just continues to come back. Like The way I view healing is that in life, you get opportunities to go through the healing journey, which is going through that dark tunnel and not really knowing what it's like as you go through the tunnel. And you can choose to go through the tunnel or not. And you can also be ready or not ready to go through the tunnel, that's fine. But if you don't go through the tunnel, there'll be another opportunity, there'll be another chance for you to do that. And that's just kind of the way it works. It's just that it's not gonna go away. It will always be there to continue to, to teach you the lesson that it's meant to teach you. Um, so the, the the hope is, is that by having someone there to be able to hold your hand as you go through the journey, it is a, it's it's a situation in which with the right tools and with the support of a therapist or in situations like that, it can be a very liberating experience, because if you don't go through that process, you end up continuing to have that level of of not feeling worthy not feeling deserving of what is a normal kind of love and that normal kind of love does not take away your power that normal kind of love does not rob you of your identity your ability to be true to who you are and unfortunately when you get used to a certain kind of of treatment or when you get used to giving away your power it's it's a situation where sometimes we even misunderstand and think that we attract these kind of men that take these kind of men that abuse us these kind of men the narcissistic kind of men that just take 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 and it's a situation in which it's not about attraction because when you were a child you did not attract what happened to you absolutely it was not a, it was a matter of circumstance and when you, when you put it into perspective and you realize and recognize that you did not attract that, you're able to regain your power. You'll be able to, to regain your, your voice. And that's what happens when you're, when you're able to express yourself. So our ability to sit down and blog and write a book or, or just be able to share our story is liberating. It's liberating ourselves. It's liberating others from that bondage of feeling that guilt and that shame that comes with that i attracted this it is my fault i am guilty it's like you're able to to put it into perspective um and i think that it's very interesting when people read you know these stories anybody who can't empathize with that inner child that experience what they experience my response to them is go somewhere and, and work on your own healing because if you cannot empathize and understand the importance of that inner child finding their voice. What I really wanted to say was a curse word, but I was trying to, I was trying to keep it easy, but, uh, but yeah, go, go somewhere, go somewhere with that because it's a situation where it's not about you. It's not about the person, the abuser, because people are so stuck on trying to protect an image, trying to protect the person. Right. And it's not about that. It's about giving that inner child back their voice. That they haven't had for so long. And that's why I am so just admi- like I admire Josie for her courage and, and and the work that she's doing because it is absolutely necessary. And and I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm excited to be on this journey with her you because promised real- you were going to make me cry. <laughs> Girl, you're inspiring oh, me for real. You're inspiring me. Every time I, I read that, I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Like you are an amazing, amazing person. And your ability to to reach so many people is, is is absolutely phenomenal. And honestly, part of the reason why I do what I do as a trauma life coach is because I'm actively healing while other people are healing too. Yeah, There's, there's something powerful about connecting with people as they go on their healing journey. It's healing. I love it.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine, do you feel like you find, I guess, or you think about things that make you tap into your inner self and be like, "Hmm. Huh, I wonder if that is something that I'm also experiencing, but I didn't realize it until I heard somebody else say it out loud." So, the thing that the thing about that is that yes and no. Okay.
2: I think what I what I get a lot from people is is that level of of reminded of the of the strengths, reminded of the resilience, the 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 beauty, the 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 pure essence of love and and the, the survivor mentality. So when, when I see someone, I see all their strengths and what got them to this point. It's like, what has kept you alive until now? And even like a, like a specific thing. So for example, oftentimes someone who suffers from trauma has some kind of an addiction. It could be an addiction to work. It could be an addi- addiction to alcohol. It could be an addiction to, to people pleasing, right? And Mm -hmm. call it a good, call it a bad addiction. And addiction is addiction nonetheless. And what it is, is that it saves their life. Because when they're at that level of hopelessness, where they don't see anything but darkness and don't find a reason to live, that addiction saves them in that moment by numbing that internal pain, that internal burning sensation that they feel inside. That emptiness is filled with that substance. And it actually saves more lives. Then it does take away. And as a nurse, I work in addictions, and I also do trauma life coach. So I I have the best of both worlds to be able to understand how one thing very much is linked to the other. So it's it's a situation in which I I just I view trauma and addiction in a way that they oftentimes come hand in hand. Because the same way you wouldn't tell somebody who has a headache, oh, don't get that IV broken over there, because you know. You just suffer, work through it, work through it, pray about it. It's going to go away. No, it's a situation where the pain that is felt from that trauma, that, that, that haunting feeling is very much real. And while you can be as spiritual as you, as you, as you can be, while you can, you know, have all of these reasons, including children and all these things, there's still that emptiness on the inside. You can have all the accolades, the degrees, the jobs, all of that. But it's not going to take away this, this feeling. So that's why it's important to go on your healing journey, to speak your
1: truth, and to be liberated. Wow, that, that was a lot. And that was amazing. I'm sitting here like, yes, girl. Yes, 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 yes. No, I think everything you're doing is amazing. I think the words you're speaking are amazing. Sometimes that's all it takes is for someone to say something. Someone may listen to this and be going through their own struggles. And with both you all... You know, talking about your experiences and telling them, you know, to live in your truth. And obviously, it's probably, I'm sure, harder to do than to say. Um, But, you know, everyone will be able to do it at their own pace, you know, whenever they're ready. But to know that they're not alone out there and there's other people that are there to support and help, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So as far as uh, dating, I guess, in your adult life, do you have... Anything to say in regard? I think there was something else, but we can start there. I don't know if I remember, but yes, if you, I guess, want to touch on that. So I will say, as far as dating, I I have had quite the
2: plethora of experiences <laughs> in terms of uh, uh, dealing with narcissists, dealing with domestic violence. Um, yeah, I, I've had I've had quite a few, and I must say that right now I'm on the other side in terms of. Being in a marriage in which I'm able to take off my mask. And this mask is what I call, um, it's smile though your heart is breaking. So you have this internal sadness. You put on a mask anyways. You put on that smile and, and, and put on, you know, put on your happy face and, and take over the world. Um, and when you're able to find somebody that you can take off your mask and they accept and love you for the person that you are on the inside. That's where being in, in, a, in a being a person who has suffered from trauma, you'll find a relationship. You'll find a person that will either facilitate your healing or that will hinder your healing. Yeah, and that right. will be the person that when you decide that you need some me time, you decide that you want to have yoga or girl time or whatever. That like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are you changing? I you were all about me before, or you used to do this and you used to that. Now you're changing up on me. I don't I don't like it. The person that prevents you. From doing the things that make you happy and figuring out who am I? Whose am I and who am I called to be? If if the person is not able to allow you the space and time to do that, then then that's that's a problem. So so for me, I'm on the other side and I'm able to be in a in a healthy you know reciprocal relationship and it feels absolutely amazing so I want people to know that it is possible I've been through the ringer listen I've been through it in terms of relationships (laughs) so I know what it's like but to be on the other side and be with somebody and know that I am it's not even just about the attraction but it's more so that I am now only accepting this type of this
1: type of relationship yeah and that's 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 where where we need to be you know Well, first, I want to say, you know, I'm glad that you are here to tell your story after going through so much and congratulations on your, your wedding and your marriage. I don't know if you had a full blown wedding, but on finding a relationship that suits you, that is, you know, comforting to you, that is what you've always wanted. And I'm glad that you have found that in the person that you are currently married to. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. And Yosie, if you wanted, I guess, to maybe touch on how it's affected your adult life as far as dating or the way you, you know, look at some of these, these raggedy men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> raggedy <laughs> I was going
0: to
3: say real bad. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, for me, oh man, dating sucks. Uh, um, so, listen, for me, it's been, this is the thing with me. And I realized because you know when one thing that that Albert talked about is is the addiction part of it right and and when what trauma kind of like so i've over amplified my life right i kind of have i've been that overachiever type of person just to prove people wrong or i've been you know that type of personality right and then at the same time because i was neglected and i wanted to get i wanted to get love i over give affection like i you know i'm i'm very quick when i'm like you know when i meet somebody that that's great i'm like ready to love and ready to give it all and and super affectionate and super attentive um and i've given it to the wrong person multiple times so for me dating has has been and i realized how toxic it was because i'm like i am i am seeking for the same affection that I want to give right that I that I want to I want that same thing back and you know I was I was in a I don't even know if I want to say this but I was in a marriage um and I ended up getting I ended up getting the marriage voided and all like I got an annulment okay um but within like two months not even um so he cheated with a teenager right so mm-hmm. when you do that Wow, and I have a and I have a preteen, right, or, or almost a teenager. I couldn't do it. I was like, "You're going to be around my child, and you're seeing, you know, you're you're looking at this thing attractive, a, a child attractive. We have a problem. So for yeah. me, it's it's just I like I guess dating for me it's more of like I I like to see the good, even if they're not good. Okay. you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I, I, mm-hmm. I wanna, yeah, I want to see so bad that this person is like amazing because I feel like everybody could be forgiven and everybody could be healed and 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 I think I've had to right now I took a step back. I think dating for me right now I've been I've been single for a year at this point. Um I am just I, I'm not ready, honestly. I think I think at this point I've I've made it kind of very clear to myself that I I don't want to have sex. I don't want to be dating right now. I just want to take I I want to give my all in a way where i'm i'm giving yossi you know i'm surrendering the inner child of yossi and i'm becoming the yossi in the core like alba said one time she was like you know you have to kind of like let the core you come out and i think that's where i'm at i think i'm am i don't think i'm at that point where i want to just get the core value yossi out surrender the inner child and not worry about you know trying to please somebody else right now so i'm kind of there dating right now is is you know, and, and it hasn't, I guess it hasn't affected people that I meet is more of the type of people. So I, I, I also needed to discover what I deserve and I do deserve to be loved correctly. And Absolutely. I I, yeah. And I think I wasn't getting, you know, I, I, I wasn't there. I was, I was still at the, well, he's not perfect and maybe, you know, I can change him. <laughs> that like, I, you we know how happened. we
0: always do that. We right. always do that. You we know, be let mad me, as hell
3: no maybe we could figure it out and then it's like nah, homie homie got issues
0: (laughs) yeah issues that i
3: can't issues that i can't fix like i'm good so i think i'm there i i'm really i'm pretty much at this point where i'm you know if i meet somebody that i feel like is is truly worth my time perhaps you know i'm i'm but i'm not i'm i'm really not in the space for that right now
1: well, you're definitely, you know, you have a lot going on. You have great things coming. Wow. So it, whoever's supposed to find you, he will find you on your journey. And yeah. I, I pray that you find a wonderful man because you do deserve it. And um, I pray that he's hes able to fulfill everything that you desire because all women deserve to find that beautiful you know, love. I mean, it seems so, I mean, after a while, we like, girl, I don't know where he's at. Jesus got to send yeah. my man. Did he get honey. lost? Okay. I be talking to God like, I'm ready. Okay, honey. But you know, when he's ready, he going to send me my little boo thing. But um, I'm ready, Jesus. I'm ready. So
3: um, See, my, mine, and, mine and yours might be, you know, stuck somewhere. They, they're a little lost right now.
1: But Girl, I got a map. I can help him find me, honey. He needs to come. Okay. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So I just have one final question. And then if you guys can let the listeners know where to find you, your Instagram, your website, please. And anything you guys also want to let them know. The last question I had was for you, Yossi. I want to know how your sister is doing. Uh, Rosa, Rosa's
3: hanging in there. I think with, you know, Rosa has several mental, like she has several medical mental conditions. Like she's schizophrenic. She gets epileptic seizures um she's bipolar she has depression so i think right now with rosa health-wise, it's only going to decline and we knew this i mean we knew you know they told us she would only live up to 30 and and by god's grace she's still with us okay so i think That's amazing. you know i think yeah she's 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 holding up she's doing okay she has her moments um you know last year we almost lost her she had she had very bad pneumonia oh, wow. so right now we're just, yeah we're keeping her home we're just you know trying to keep her happy and i think i think one one beautiful lesson i've learned from rosa is is my sister despite her conditions despite everything that she's been through if, if you see my sister my sister literally can't have music on because she's mm. dancing she's, the moment you put music on this girl is dancing this girl's living her best life and you look at her you're like, <laughs> how can you, right and how could you complain right this is a person who can't drive who can't really date, who can't do anything, like absolutely nothing that's fulfilling in a way to us, right? To us that, that can do certain things that are liberated in certain ways. She can't do any of that. And yet she does not hold any grudge. She doesn't hold any anger. This girl is not bitter.
1: I've oh, never wow. Seen that's amazing. So, right,
3: I've never seen someone so filled up in life. And so just so generally, like just happy like just happy to be alive you know she praises god every time she goes to church you should see her she gets on her knees and like praises our lord and savior yeah she's she is she is sometimes i feel like i i don't know what i did to deserve such a beautiful person but she's she's absolutely perfect in my eyes and and everything she is and everything she does you know i i know that we are all going home one day um and I, I pray whatever it is for her that it's it's you know, it's it's not gonna hurt her in any way. No, because, I don't you know, yeah. She is just a loving person. So she's she's doing okay. She's holding up and, you know. I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing a, I told her I was doing a radio interview. She's like, can I do it?
1: She <laughs> wanted to, want to be on the podcast. I was like, no, I can't have you on. Tell well, her I send listen. her my love. <laughs> Tell her I send her my love. And I hope I she's will, here I for will. many more years to come because God has the final
0: yes. say.
1: So, yes. 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 All right. So if you want to let the listeners know uh, your website, as well as where they can find you on social media, uh, I'll start with you, Yossi, and then Alba, if you can do the same.
3: Yes. Yeah, so for my Instagram is by Yosiris. It's B-W, I mean, B-Y, Y-O-S-A-R-I-S. Uh, Facebook, I go by Yossi Rodriguez Vigilona. And then my website is Yosaris.com which is Y-O-S-A-R-I-S. So there you will find um, information about my book. So once I have, I think once I have the cover, I will probably have people start pre-ordering. Okay. But you can also get in touch with my blogs and just kind of, you know, continue to see my blogs. I will be posting them for the next probably I think we have
1: five, four weeks. So I will be doing a few more. OK, when you do have the books, uh, I'll be following. But let me know. I do want to copy. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yay.
1: <laughs> and Alba, if you want to let the listeners know uh, your information as well.
2: Perfect, perfect. So uh, my Facebook is Alba Cordero Soto. So it's A-L-B-A-C-O-R-D-E-R-O-S-O-T-O for Facebook. And my my business name is Alba Soto TLC. So you can find me at Alba Soto TLC for Instagram. And my website is albasototlc.com. And if you subscribe, I'm going to be um, putting out something awesome for my birthday. I'm a Leo and I got a birthday coming up. you yeah, awesome. Leo's never- <laughs> they- We don't know how to they act. Don't act. How to act. <laughs> we don't know how to act for real, But this time, I, I decided because. Starting last year, I did a Better Together <laughs> Sister Circle. So I'm going to be doing something similar. So I'm going to be sharing something really nice in terms of um, just sharing the healing space with 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 as many people as I as I can. So I'm excited. That's going to be my gift. I'm going to be giving instead of receiving.
1: That's amazing. Um, I'm trying to change. I'm trying it. to change.
2: I'm trying to get better because these Leos, man, I be, Y'all I be all about me. Girl. Yes, I know. Y'all love some attention.
1: <laughs> my- Y'all love yourselves.
3: My, my daughter is a Leo And I, I have Literally She has a countdown going On when her birthday is She's like We have nine days Every day is a day off And she's excited And I'm like Girl it's not about you And then she's like I don't know what I'm going to do After it happens I'm not going to be that excited anymore I'm like really? Leo you know What about your grandmother's Listen
1: yeah,
2: We are go. the sun And all the planets Go around <laughs> That's what it is
3: That's
2: what it is Well it's
1: so, been a pleasure um, Talking to both of you ladies
2: and- Perfect And I actually have one yes. more announcement Yes Perfect. Yes. So I'm actually writing a book. It's going to be Fire Starters. I'm going to be oh, yeah. co- co-authoring a book called Fire Starters, and it's just going to be about my journey of, awesome. of my life experiences and how I came into my purpose. Um, so I'm super excited to to be co-authoring that, and I'm I'm excited. So it's called Fire Starters, and you can get that. Um, i'll let you know i'll I'll be i'll be update putting updates on my newsletter um in terms of my website so go on and subscribe i just went on there make sure you
1: go listeners uh subscribe visit the website read the blogs engage um i definitely just went on there i want both the books whenever they're ready you guys let me know i appreciate you all coming on here talking about your experiences sharing advice just taking the time to actually do this podcast episode with me. I appreciate it and I wish you all nothing but success, love, and happiness. You both deserve it. And, and I look uh, forward to reading both of y'all books. I got some author friends. This is cool.
3: <laughs> thank you. So thank you so <laughs> thank much you. for having us and for and for speaking with us today. This is awesome. Of it
1: course. has been an honor. Yes. So yes. I, I look forward to following both of your journey and I'm sure you all will do amazing. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.